BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calibaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we present our musical guest, Craig Charles, and a piece by guest writer, Eddie Kirchner. KB Cabaret is brought to you by our sponsor, the Merry Elves of You-Know-Who. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now, KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, I am looking forward to the holidays, but I'm worried about my new in-laws. It seems they do not like me. I'm their son's third wife. I know the first two were difficult women to get along with, but I'm nothing like them, according to my husband. I came across the country with good hope and pure faith. Sammy and I found each other on an internet dating site, and we fell in love after only three weeks. We got married by the Justice of the Peace a few weeks ago just after I arrived by plane from Lisbon, Ohio, to upstate New York. Johnny's family, including his three children, ages three, five, and eight, who are being raised by his parents, they're all going to meet me for the first time Christmas Eve. What do I do to break the ice? Signed, in love and worried. Dear Worried, how delightful. I'm not sure you thought this through when finding such a winner such as your new Internet husband, Sammy. Three weeks, 
three wives and three children. At least he's consistent with his numbers. Sammy's family probably has nothing against you personally, dear. After all, they haven't even met you. The whirlwind background of their son has set them up to be pensive, defensive, and apprehensive towards anything new Sammy throws their way. Since they are raising Sammy's three young children from one or two of his other short-term wives, they are not thrilled their son went amorous once again with you. My suggestion, other than get this marriage annulled and hightailing it back to Lisbon, Ohio, is to lay low. It amazes me you were invited over. That speaks volumes about your new in-laws. Personally, I would have thought twice about having Sammy in my house, with or without you. But that is just me. Regardless, don't do much. Just keep your head down and your mouth shut. You'll be in the middle of a hot bed. The last thing you need to do is to say anything. If you survive more than three months, maybe somebody in his family will talk to you. In any case, my two cents of advice to my listening and reader audience is, be careful of Internet romances. Flying high may be easy, but the baggage on the flight may be too heavy to bear. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada I'm doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. <laughs> oh, thank you, dear. Well, Christmas is coming soon, and I want to wish you and your audience a very merry time. Why, thank you, Beulah. Beulah, I, I see you brought someone with you. Oh, yes, she's my friend and marriage counselor, Abigail Redsnipes. She didn't want to intrude and opted to sit outside on the porch. Beulah, it's cold outside. Have her come in. Well, okay, if you don't object. Abigail! Abigail, dear, come inside. Bree said it's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Abigail... Abigail, what is your last name? Rhett Snips. Rhett. 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 Rhett Snips. Abigail Rhett well, this is a pleasant surprise, and welcome. Well, thank you, dear. Abigail has been a great friend to me during this difficult period in my life. Leon? I beg pardon, dear? Leon, your husband, I know you've been having marital problems. Oh, no, dear. It's my cat. Your cat? Didn't you know, dear? Mr. Felix passed away last Monday. Oh, Beulah, I am so sorry. She lived all her nine lives to a ripe old age of 21. I know I can't complain, but she was my best friend, my confidant. So Abigail is helping me channel the good spirits of Mr. Felix. That is a blessing. Mr. Felix has inspired my coming here today. I am here to celebrate 
life lived and the living. So for your show this week, I want to share a recipe my dear mother passed on to me as her mother passed on to her and so on. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, my family's famous plum pudding. Oh, just marvelous. For those of you who can't see this plum pudding, let me say it is a gorgeous dark caramel color. Shaped like a glistening dome. Now, I made this last year, and it stored it in a cool place. Once you are ready to serve, you steam for a few hours, and then pour a bit of cognac sauce on top. That is why the pudding is glistening. You made this a year ago? Yes, that's tradition. The fruit inside needs to ferment. Oh, I see. But if you don't want to make the pudding so far in advance, then I would suggest making it a week ahead of Christmas. I brought the list of ingredients one needs for plum pudding. Now, the list is long, but the recipe itself is extremely easy to make. The first two ingredients I brought are crucial to the recipe. Port wine and cognac. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I prefer the ruby port because of its sweet flavor of berries, chocolate, and cinnamon. You can use any cognac for this recipe. In fact, you can purchase brandy. It is practically the same thing. What do you mean? Well, now, don't get me wrong. The grapes and aging process have a lot to do with the price and flavor, but brandy is the same, except it was not made in cognac, a western region in France. I didn't know that. Yes, well, I brought a bottle of port and cognac so we can sample the goods. Mueller, don't you think it would be a good idea not to drink on the show? No, oh, nonsense, dear. You know I can perfectly handle alcohol. Besides, I want to toast my dear departed Felix properly. Abigail, dear, may I have some glasses? Yes, sure. Oh, you brought water glasses. Oh, well. <laughs> we don't need to pour so often, then. Will you join us? I'm given a toast. Well, then just a drop. Thank you. Mmm, wonderful. You're pouring both together? Well, technically, port is a wine that fermentation is stopped by adding brandy, so really we can mix it. Mmm, oh, smooth. <coughs> yes, smooth. A toast. To my dear Felix, wherever you are, you will be in my heart forevermore. And another toast to this fine audience. <laughs> May your holidays be full of kindness, understanding, and tolerance. For we may not be the same as our neighbors, but we need to respect others for who they are and not act with rash haste in judgment. Hear, hear! Ah, hmm. Oh, no, Ashbrigail, your glass is nearly empty. <laughs> and so is mine. Pause another, dear. Breathe? No, no, thank you. Hmm. Uh, uh, where were we? This the great ants? The what? The ingredients for the plum pudding. Oh, yes. Uh, now... Well, there's the fruit, you knows, and currants and raisins, candied peels and spices like nutmeg, ch cinnamon, and all shapes. 
mix with chopped suet, that's hard fat, and this lovely k k brandy. Leave them alone together. Let them get to know each other. Friends, 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 friends. <laughs> that a girl, Abby. Don't leave me dry. Ladies, ladies. You know how sweet my little Felix was. He used to sit by my feet while I cooked. Felix the cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. <laughs> you know, honey, Leon, my husband, never lies at my feet. Did I tell you to soak the bread in dished lovely, lovely p p wine and other stuff mixed in? Excuse me? The puddin'. There she blows. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Boys, we wish boys, would you please you come Merry here? Thanks. That's right. Give old Abby a lift and help Beulah home. Thank you. Thank you. Well, once again, folks, Beulah has left us on a high note. To be fair, we will be posting Beulah's entire plum pudding recipe on our website, kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. And now, two men we found on the streets claiming they could do one-liners. Monty and Carrie. How can you drop a raw egg onto a concrete floor without cracking it? Easy. Concrete floors are very hard to crack. If it took eight men ten hours to build a wall, how long would it take four men to build it? No time at all. It's already built. If you had three apples and four oranges in one hand, and four apples and three oranges in the other hand, what would you have? Very large hands. My guest artist today is Grammy and American Music Awards contender Craig Charles. And what you heard a little of in the background is a song called More Like Christmas Eve, heard by over a million listeners worldwide. <laughs> How does it feel to have over one million hits for your song, More Like Christmas Eve? We were a bit surprised when it hit 250,000. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Jeff, Jeff Bird, who, you know, the Jeff Bird Project, who I've been doing all this music with, uh, you know, he said, man, can you imagine if it, if we hit 500,000? And, um, you know, we were just floored by that number. Well, then we hit 500,000 and quickly blew past that. And, uh, as you mentioned, you know, just a few days ago, we hit 700,000. And we started to realize, gosh, you know, we could, we could hit a million. And, and just the other day it did. 
So over a million hits and counting. Craig Charles singing more like Christmas Eve. The stockings still hang on the mantle. His presence still under the tree. And hearts filled with anticipation With all that tomorrow might bring Well, you can't help but get in the spirit No matter how old you might be Cause we all find one thing to believe in Together on Christmas Eve Sings alone. The world finds peace and harmony if only every day could be more like Christmas Eve. Well, the kids all hide on the shelter and all of the shopping. Old friends stop by with a bottle of wine And toast to the good things to come Life slows down for just one night Everybody gets along, everybody sings along The world finds peace and harmony If only every day could be calendar page to read December 24 and keep the decorations up all year round and pray a little Oh
And now, Crackers, a skit written by guest listener Eddie Kirchner. Are these the last of the multigrain crunch crackers? Uh, yes, they are. You don't have any more of these? Uh, no more. Whatever we have is out in the shelves, and that's all we have. I love these multigrain crackers. They're the best. Mm. How much? Uh, that would be $2, please. Okay, I don't have that much. Then I'm sorry you can't have the crackers. But I love these crackers. I'm sorry, but that's the price. There are some crackers over there on that shelf for 99 cents. But I want these multigrains. Then you have to pay two bucks. Okay, I only have a dollar fifty here. I'm sorry, it's two dollars. What if I only want some of the crackers? Then you have to give me two dollars to buy the crackers and then only eat some of them. But I didn't bring that much money to the store. Sorry, then you can't have these crackers. If I give you a dollar fifty, could you take some of the crackers out of the package and only give me three quarters of them? Uh, no. Why not? Then I would still have a quarter of the crackers lying around for no reason and nothing to do with them. You eat them. But I don't want these crackers. Why not? I don't like multigrains. You could save them for later. But I won't want them later. Why not? I just told you I don't like multigrain crackers. I don't believe you. Everyone likes multigrain. Could you give the crackers to somebody else? Nope. Why not? I'm not allowed to. Why not? I'm not supposed to. But why? Because it's against store policy, sir. But I have a dollar fifty. I should be able to get a dollar fifty's worth of crackers. But you can't. Who says? The manager. Can I ask the manager myself? No. Why not? He's not in town. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. So can I just have them? No. Why would he care? He doesn't want people. Just taking merchandise out of the store for free. But does he care about the fifty cents? It's the principal. Doesn't he ever compromise? Look, sir, this is not a bazaar. You can't negotiate prices. Are you sure? I'm sure. If I just steal the crackers, will you tell anyone? Yes. Who? The manager and the police. Really? Yes. Why? It's against the law. That's why. Taking crackers? It's shoplifting. But it's not bad shoplifting. I'd still have to call the police. Okay. Can I just pay you for the crackers tomorrow? No. Why not? We don't give credit. Why not? Because if we did, then there would be a lot of people who would take things and not pay for them. But I won't do that. Store policy. But you can trust me. I don't even know you. Can I pay with a credit card? Yes. Uh, I don't have one. Great. But it's basically the same thing. But you would owe the credit card company instead of this store. So? So that's why you can use a credit card but not store credit. You just buy the crackers for me? No, your crackers. Excuse me, do you carry multigrain crackers in this store? Well, hello, beautiful. Has anyone ever told you you have beautiful eyes?
come to Drexel every year for Christmas? Oh, yes. I love the way Drexel department stores decorates for the holidays. The white snowflakes, mirrors, and twinkling lights. It's beautiful. Santa's elves look really convincing. This is my little girl's first time visiting Santa. Oh, she's sweet. How old is she? Three. You're a little boy? Uh, no, my nephew. He's also three. Very handsome. What I like about Drexel's is their non-traditional ways. Non-traditional? Well, they like to mix things up, do things with an open mind. Did you see the display downstairs by the cosmetics, the live Herald Angels? They were live? They were spectacular. Yes, real. I know all three of them, Harry, Larry, and Darren. What? Wait, they were men? Yeah, they're men in drag, gender illusions. They looked great. I know, right? Hey, we're up next, Peter. You ready to visit Santa's representative? Uh-huh. Representative? Well, you know, I mean, they are the eyes and ears of Santa, but they're not the real thing. Well, yes, but the children think... Believe me, you'll thank me as soon as you get up there. Remember, this is Drexel's department store. Uh, nice meeting you. Uh, come on, Peter, we're up. Yes, n nice meeting you. Well, uh, honey, our turn. Are you ready? No, I don't want to sit on Santa's lap. No, you sit on Santa's lap. Okay, I'll sit on Santa's representative, and you sit on my lap, okay? Okay. This way, little girl. Ma'am? I'm sorry, Santa's representative, but I have to sit on your lap so that my daughter will sit on my lap. Oh, are you kidding me? So you think I made out of lead, maybe? What are you, Michigander? Oh, my... Don't take the Lord's name in vain. You want to sit or what? Hello. <laughs> um, come on up on Mommy's lap, honey. It's okay. You could have lost a few pounds, maybe. Sorry. Sir, no problem. Just kidding. <laughs> At least you're lighter than that other miskite who was here ten minutes ago. And who is this shiner mytel? I'm sorry? Pretty girl. Oh, Mary. Ah, uh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. What would you like for the holidays? Va I mean, what would you like, honey? Uh-huh, uh-huh. She would like to have a Holly Molly homebody mommy cook set. Ah, they're still making things like that. Wouldn't you like a nice puzzle or a woodbuilder set? Uh, it's okay, it's okay. Shh. Little boobala can have what she asks for. Who am I to say otherwise? So let's see here. Okay, so you should look up the presents under the tree in the winter fest of the 25th. You mean Christmas? Look, ma'am, you say it your way, I say it my way. It's enough I have to dress the part. Now, if there's nothing else, have a nice day. And don't forget to pick up the photos. My dear little munchkin will give you the photos on your way out. Don't forget, for nine ninety nine, you should want to buy the lovely frame that goes with it. Have a nice day, Shana Madel, and happy winter fest. And now a word from our sponsor, Mary Elves of You Know Who. Hello, my name is Larry Abramovich, and I represent the Merry Elves of You Know Who. Are you in need of a toy, a dollhouse, or a Susie homemaker? Have you been left out of the bearded one's bag because you celebrate Hanukkah? Well, come on down to Merry Elves of You Know Who. We will send you the same products, if not better, as the same guy from the pole. We deliver faster quicker. And did I say faster? Yes, indeedy. We'll have your presence there quicker than you can say dreidel. Now you too can say someone has come down your chimney. Check us out on our website, www.merryelves.com. That's 
M-E-N-O-R-A-H.com. And happy holiday to everyone. Craig Charles, it is a pleasure having you in my studio this morning. So, how long have you been in the music business? How did you start? Um, I started, you know, at, at 30, and uh, I just, you know, locally, uh-huh. just local cover bands. Right. And, um, in fact, I was Randy McStein's first vocalist when he was, you know, nine years old, playing with him on stage, you know, it was crazy. Uh-huh. But... Um, and then just moved on to a few different cover bands and, and realized, you know, hey, this is something that I can I can and should be pursuing. And um, it just kind of started from there. I am excited to play this next selection, written and sung by Craig Charles. You're still here. This collaboration with Jeff Bird Project is one of the contenders for the Music Awards. Shadow on the wall, but the house is empty. I hear your footsteps down the hall, no one's there. I lie awake, I call your name. Am I crazy? Cause you're everywhere I am. In my head. Let you go, no, in my 
you lift an elephant with one hand? It's not a problem. You'll never find an elephant with one hand. How can a man go eight days without sleep? No problem. He sleeps at night. If you throw a red stone into a blue sea, what will it become? Wet. And now, a Christmas story of Jeff from the Puppy Mill. What I'm about to share with you really happened. I don't want sympathy, tears, nothing like that. All you need to know is this really happened. Just saying. So my name is Jeff. I was born in a puppy mill downstate. Never really knew my mother. I know I was one of a dozen, I guess. That's what they tell me. As soon as I could walk and talk, I was transported in a truck, placed behind bars, separated from my family. There were a couple of other dogs with me lying around in a cage. Not knowing what we did wrong, why we were there, we were just thrown together in a cell. Twice a day, the guards came around to beat us. We were left in our filth. We stank. We had nowhere else to go. We ate to survive. We had one thought and one thought only. How we were gonna get out. Sure, we had visitors. A dime a dozen, if you know what I mean. They were all talk and no heart. Our hopes were crushed as fast as you could say the word phony. Maybe I wasn't a looker. I don't know. Never saw myself. I do know I was passed by nine times out of ten. No one said, oh, how cute. Look at those big eyes. Nothing. Just passed me by. Look, I gave up after a while, you know? I mean, first I put my best foot forward, like the others. I smiled. I pouted. I jumped. Not a bite. Honestly, I didn't care. It would hurt too much if it did. Opportunities don't come around too often, and when they do, you gotta move fast. Mine came around 5.46 the next morning, feeding time. My cage was left open between paper changes. I bolted. First I hid behind the bins of the merchandise full of toys. Then I hid behind the display of cans. I waited. The store would not open till 9 a.m., but I knew the delivery docks in the back were already open. I ran. It was liberatingly cold outside. The breeze ripped through my fur as I ran through the wet white ground. I hid often, just in case, you know, not to get caught. Then I ran again, without a clue to a destination. The white heavy rain came down hard. The light was getting dimmer, and my stomach was telling me I better look for something to eat, somewhere to rest. I sniffed out the best garbage available, given the circumstances. It was food. That's all I cared about. As I was eating in the alley, I looked up. Little lights were reflecting through the white rain all around. On trees, on houses, on the light poles. I heard songs in the distance. Peaceful harmonies interlaced with bells. As I was chewing on the last bone I found, I heard a scream. The sound was a combination of fright, anger, and hurt. Cautiously, I investigated. I wasn't sure what I was seeing. Feet, many scurrying around aimlessly, wrapped shiny boxes scattered across the white ground. Then boom! My stomach was bashed in. I fell on my side. Pain was shooting from all angles. A crashing thud next to me. Hardly seeing from the corner of my eye, I made out a large human lying still by my side. Then darkness came. I woke up to whispering voices and bright lights. I tried to jump, but I couldn't. I, I felt pain. The next few days came in and out like a blur. Slowly, bits of info seeped into my cortex, hearing snippets of conversation around me. It seemed I had run in with the law. Well, sort of. I was the obstacle aborting a purse snatching. The pain I felt bashing my side in was the foot of the robber who tripped over me, breaking two of my ribs. The guy was in jail, the woman got her purse back, and I was going to head into the pound after my ribs healed. The officer in charge of the case was nice. 
He came to the vet to visit almost every day while I was there. Gave me all kinds of treats. Frankly, some of them weren't the greatest, but, you know, he meant well. He sat around and talked to me. The first time, really, a human ever talked to me. He told me about his cases, how his days went, and how he came to find me passed out, bleeding in the alley. I liked his soft voice and his hand stroking my head as he talked. It made me feel warm. I was dreading the day I had to leave for the pound, but the time had come and I have learned one can't avoid fate. The kind officer came and wrapped me in a blanket. I was put inside a small carrier, blanket and all, the kind officer softly telling me not to be scared. I did my best not to cry, so I whimpered. We got out of the police car and he took me inside a building. He opened the carrier door and held me. This was not at all the scenario I had expected, and there was a little boy with a kind face looking up at me. Merry Christmas, son, the officer said to his boy. Gently, the boy rubbed my head. Welcome to your new home, Jeff. Welcome home to your family. I was right. You can't avoid your fate. My name is Jeff. This is my story, and this is how I came home on Christmas Eve. This next song has been placed on numerous TV shows and commercials. Sung and written by Craig Charles, the song is called Die Simple.
Hey, Barry, you feel like getting coffee? Yeah, sure, but I sort of can't go to the Green Goat Diner. You always go to Green Goats. I love their cheese biscuits. Well, I took Marilyn there for breakfast. So? Well, she kind of made a scene. Oh, because that's where you told her the engagement was on. What are you talking about? Well, you said you wanted to break up with her. No, I said I was thinking of breaking up with her after she told me she wanted to call off the engagement. So is the engagement off? No, we're still engaged. Uh, I'm confused. Why? I, I love her to death. Really? Okay, okay, wh whatever. So, why are you banned from the diner? Because she made a scene. Are you listening? Got it. She made a scene. Why? Well, it's a long story. Uh, she sent me a text. Oh, no. Huh? Oh, ho, she sent you a text. Yeah, that's what I said. What did it say? She wanted to speak with me about something important. Yeah? So, we went to the diner to talk. And? She ordered two eggs sunny side up. Yeah? With a couple of slices of whole wheat toast, dry. Okay. Then we talked about her teeth. Her teeth? That's what she had to talk to me about. Oh. Seems she needs to have her teeth done. Braces, veneers, big job. Uh-huh. That's what I said. So how much is this going to cost you? What do you mean? Well, isn't that the real reason she wanted to talk to you? Wait, did she tell you this story? No. Then how did you know? It just sounds like what your lovely fiancé would do. You know, sort of her track record. So, how much do her teeth cost? Fourteen grand. Fourteen thousand? Yeah, well, she doesn't have dental insurance. Barry, that's a lot. Yeah, that's what I told her. Okay, I get it. You said no, she made a scene, and that's why you both are banned from the diner. What? No, you're wrong on both counts. One, I'm not banned. Only Marilyn is. And two, I am paying for her teeth. You are paying for them? How? I took a loan out. Seriously? Yes, Davis. She's my fiance. That's crazy, Barry. She's been using you since day one. Did her uh, supposedly gay cousin move out of her apartment yet? No, he's staying with her till he can scrap enough money together to put a payment on his own place. Have you ever met him? I'm not allowed to go up to the apartment. What do you mean? She's 55. She's your fiance, and you can't even visit her at her place? Aren't you paying her rent? Yes, but proper ladies do not allow men up to their apartment. But she can share her bedroom with another guy. Her gay cousin. Right. It's all about trust. You trust her? She told me to trust her, and I do. Look, here's her text. It says, Love is all about trust, baby. You're such a loser. Stop texting me and get off my back. Nice. Well, she didn't mean it the way you think. I, I was being unreasonable. I'm sure you were. Look, you're still not telling me why we can't go to the Green Goat Diner. Well... The sunny-side-up eggs came out with browned edges. So? But she doesn't like browned edges on her sunny-side-ups. She sent them back and overheard the owner, Nick, say something about her being the only crazy customer he knew who would send eggs back because of browned edges. Justifiably, Marilyn got up and slammed all the dishes off our table, grabbed a bunch of menus, threw them at Nick, all the while cussing loudly. Classy. And that's when Nick banned her from the diner. Yep. Wow. You know... All this talk about the diners making me hungry for their cheese biscuits. Nick never said I couldn't go back. So, coffee in about ten minutes? Yeah. Wait, Marilyn just sent me a text. Oh, no.
Did Marilyn send a bill for her teeth? Did Barry get his loan cancelled from the bank? Or will the Green Goat's new menu now contain Marilyn's Brown Ed Sunny Side Up specials? Stay tuned and find out in the next saga of Clueless Barry. The final selection from singer-songwriter Craig Charles is a love song called Place in the Sun. Before we listen, I just want to take the opportunity to thank you, Craig, for being on our show. You are not just a great talent, but also a very nice person. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, Place in the Sun by Craig Charles. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week.
Words in the mirror, shielded by fate. Everyone goes on their way. Living in fear, our price has been paid. That's all for today's show of KB Cabaret, starring Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Kerry, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, Bree Harvey. Original skits by Bree Harvey, Kate and Bill Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Kerry, and John Montgomery. Original music by Bree Harvey. Musical arrangements by Christina Danella. Our sound engineer is Charles Berman, assistant sound engineer Valentine Terrell Monfiuga. We had a grand old time here at Parlor City with our friends here and where you are. Next week we will start our communicating all over again with crazy antics, short stories, skits, songs, and if we get Beulah up, her recipes. Please visit our website at kbcabaret.com. That's k b k a b a r e t dot com to find her recipes, our sponsors, and contest entry rules for poetry and short stories. Why should we be the only ones who write? That's right. We want to hear from you and your talented ways. When we choose the pieces you have written, read it on air as well as print it on our website. The hardworking, fun-loving folks here at Parlor City say there are no goodbyes, only farewells. And above all, come and visit next week, same time, same station, at KB Cabaret. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. Love to have you and share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.